Happy Tuesday to you today on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. In the first segment, we'll take a look at a pair of Toronto Blue Jay relief pitchers that I think have been as important as any players for the Blue Jays so far this season. And I wonder if their performances are a bit under the radar. Second segment, let's get set for a really good looking pitching matchup tonight. As you say, Kikuchi takes on Rookie of the Year candidate Tanner Bybee. And in the third and final segment, it is Trivia Tuesday. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, been Locked On Toronto Blue Jay Baseball ever since I can remember. Toronto Blue Jay Baseball, it's a big deal for me. It's a big deal for my family. So I certainly thank you and I appreciate and, and I really enjoy the fact that you're spending part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay Baseball with me. This is my first year as the Locked On Blue Jay podcast host. It's, it's been around for a few years. The previous host right before me was Ben Ver... I keep saying Ben Verlander every time I talk about this. Sorry. Ben Shulman, my gosh, sorry. In, in my mind, both Bens are, are are legendary. But yes, Ben Shulman, of course, a son of, speaking of legendary, Dan Shulman, right? The Locked On Blue Jay podcast, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to remind you that all Toronto Blue Jay action this season available for you to take in on SiriusXM. If you're taking in today's episode on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast YouTube channel, want to say hello and thank you. Please leave that comment, hit that like, hit that subscribe if you haven't already. And to the everydayers making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day, thank you so much for that as well. Please hit that five-star review, leave that comment as well. So proud to mention that the Locked On Blue Jay podcast is the only daily Toronto Blue Jay podcast. So be sure to check in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as we talk in particular, 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, yes, but if, you're, if you've are if you watched the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, you know there's going to be some throwbacks. There's going to be all kinds of Toronto Blue Jay talk from start to finish. Now, let's get into today's episode. The, the San Diego, we're going to take a look at the, uh, some relievers here for the Toronto Blue Jays, and I want to mention that the San Diego Padres, the Houston Astros, and the Tampa Bay Rays, they all have bullpen ERAs that are technically percentage points lower than the Toronto Blue Jay bullpen. But this Blue Jay bullpen up there, top tier amongst the absolute best. And these days, I understand why, you know, the Genesis uh, uh, Cabrera is going to get a lot of attention. Jordan Hicks with that stuff. I mean, my goodness, Chad Green coming back soon. Trevor Richards has had a similar impact in 2022 to, to what Ross Stripling had. Uh, sorry, has had a, a similar impact this season to what 2022 Ross Stripling brought to the Blue Jays, that versatility and, and the performances, whether it's in you know, a reliever in a pinch or, or a starting role in a pinch. Trevor Richards has been very good, so I get why we're hearing a lot about him. And of course, Jordan Romano currently out, so what a storyline. Who closes for the Toronto Blue Jays? And when Jordan Romano's there, he's the closer for the Toronto Blue Jays that grew up right down the street. I mean, epic story, right? So I get why all the talk about you know certain relievers in here on the Toronto Blue Jays. To be honest, I could have included Jimmy Garcia in this segment as somebody who's perhaps a little bit under the radar because he's been so, so good, as well as the two that I do want to talk about. So certainly let's shout out Jimmy Garcia. He's pitched really well. But the two I want to let's get into the two that I want to highlight in deep dive. And we're going to start with El Presidente of Jacksland. The only two-time guest on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast so far, anyway, and seemingly an amazing family man and somebody who has performed for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, seemingly out of nowhere, but that's Jay Jackson. Jay Jackson. Now, remember now, this is all happening as he's going back and forth to be with his kids, his family, his his uh, fiance, his, his premature son. All of the goodness that Jay Jackson has brought to the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, 
all happening while that is going on in his personal life as well. Just the, the mental fortitude beyond impressive what we've seen from Jay Jackson. He's, he's a quick Blue Jay, not, not like, like, like a recent Blue Jay, right? But he's already way up there with the fan base as far as loving and really rooting for this guy. 3-0 and on the season, 0.50 ERA. My goodness, 19 strikeouts in 18 innings pitched. His whip, his walks and hits per innings pitched is 0.67. Everything I just mentioned there, all that entire line is video game. 0.50 ERA. That that home run, remember that home run he allowed to Aaron Judge when Aaron Judge on the full count pitch was looking into the Blue Jay dugout? Remember that whole controversy, all that drama? That is the only run that Jay Jackson has allowed this season for the Toronto Blue Jays. Are you absolutely kidding me? My gosh, my gosh. And if you remember the first time he was on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, we deep dive that at bat, not the looking into the dugout. We deep dive it was a six pitch at bat. The full count pitch was a slider. All six pitches were sliders. And Jay Jackson took us through the thought process and that he even wanted to. Uh, make it a fastball on that last pitch uh, on the three, two slider that, that judge when judge was looking in the dugout and ended up hitting the home run. He, he got the Jay Jackson tells the story. He got the pitch comm signal from Alejandro Kirk. It was a slider. And as he was about to grip the slider, he realized, you know what? I think the fastball is the right call here. And he was reaching now for his own pitch comm to let Alejandro Kirk know of the change and noticed the pitch clock was about to run out, which would have been an automatic ball. Full count pitch would have been a walk anyway. So Jay Jackson said, okay, the slider, let's grip it and rip it. I really found that fascinating because every day as well, no, that's part of what we talk about with these new rules, right? Uh, how many times are, is a pitcher going to throw a pitch to the plate where he's not 100% convicted and sure and confident in that pitch? Well, Jay Jackson told that very story. And incredibly, that's the only blemish. That's the only run that he has allowed for the Toronto Blue Jays so far this season. My goodness. Opponents hitting just 176 versus Jackson's fastball and the slider has been even more dominant. Opponents are hitting 0.93 against Jay Jackson's slider. I am going to say that again. Opponents are hitting 0.9, sorry, 0.093, not even hitting 100, not even hitting 100 against Jay Jackson's slider. It has been incredible. He's had six road games for the Toronto Blue Jays, no runs on one hit. He's given up a single. He's given up a single on the road as a Toronto Blue Jay. Opponents are hitting 0 point zero, or hitting point i keep saying that wrong point zero four zero opponents are hitting point zero four zero against jay jackson on the road opponents have a 183 ops against jay jackson on the road i know i make this joke a lot when we talk about a low ops i say i didn't even know an ops could get that low this is the first time where i'm not even i very literally don't even think i would have even ever fathomed that an ops could be as low as point one eight three well that's all opponents have been able to do against Jay Jackson as a Toronto Blue Jay on the road. He's faced 13 batters this season for the Blue Jays in high leverage situations. There's two walks and a single in there. Everybody else is out. Two walks and a single. His performance in the ninth and 10th inning of that uh, Dodgers game one in that uh, Dodgers three game series. I mean, that was the reason the Blue Jays were able to win that series. It was an important time of the season. I mean, that was a really important season, a series for the Blue Jays. And Jay Jackson was just absolutely massive. That performance was massive. And how about some of the batters that Jay Jackson's faced as a Toronto Blue Jay? My goodness. Again, that, that first time he was on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, we deep we, we looked at his at-bats against Judge S, but we looked at him against uh, Jordan Alvarez and, and uh, Alex Bregman as well. He's also faced Kyle Tucker. He's faced Mookie Betts twice. He's faced Freddie Freeman twice. Max Muncy twice. Matt Olson, Eloy Jimenez, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto. I just listed some who's who of Major League batters. 
Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Betts twice, Freeman twice, Max Muncie twice, Matt Olson, Eloy Jimenez, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto. Against those batters this season, they've got one. There's one walk in there. That's it. That's it. Everybody else is out. There's one walk. There was a full count walk to um uh, to Max Muncie. That they, he tried a fastball uh, uh, on the uh, upper out, outer corner of Muncie. That's what both times he pitched Muncie. That's really how he tried to attack him, but he just missed his spot. Muncie was was taking. He just well, f- sort of fooled on the pitch. If, if it had caught the corner, it would have been strike three. But no, it missed for ball four. But that that's it. In that laundry list of absolute stud hitters, there's one walk in there that Jay Jackson has allowed as a Toronto Blue Jay. That's it. Everybody else is out. Loving Jay Jackson, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro has been the one one uh, exception to the rule here. Hunter Renfro two for two against uh, our guy Jay Jackson this season. So outside of Hunter Renfro, Jay Jackson's faced sixty four batters. He's given up five hits and five walks. One of those walks was intentional, by the way. So in sixty four batters not named Hunter Renfro, <laughs> five hits in there and five walks. That's it. And again, one of the walks was intentional. Jay Jackson. The El Presidente of Jacksland has been extremely important for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. How about Tim Mesa? Let's make sure. Can we give some flowers to Tim Mesa? Just one home run allowed this season for the Blue Jay lefty. In his last 35 appearances, he's allowed three runs over 27 innings. That's a 1.00 ERA. Over 35 appearances. That's a big sample size. My goodness. May 31st, top of the seventh, Tim Mesa gives up back-to-back singles to the Milwaukee Brewers and then a double. So that's the only three batter stretch, the, the only bad stretch of, of pitching that Tim Mesa has had all season. All season. I have one bad performance I can point to. Again, that was the end of May. So since then, we just completed the first week in August. So since the end of May, since that appearance, at the end of May, he's had 25 appearances for the Toronto Blue Jays. There's a solo home run to J.D. Martinez in there. That's it. That's it. Since the end of May, the only blemish on Tim Mesa's resume as a trough for the Toronto Blue Jays is a solo home run to J.D. Martinez. He's getting lefties out. He's getting righties out. And how important is that, right? New rules. There's no such thing as a, as a special lefty specialist anymore. You've got to, you have to face at least those three batters, right? You have to be able to get right-handers out. Well, Tim Mesa has been up to the challenge. In high leverage situations, opponents hitting under 200 versus Tim Meza. And I really love as well because he's going to be seen in a lot more high leverage situations. That's part of the beauty of bringing in Yanisis Cabrera is now when you need to get a tough lefty out in the fifth or the sixth, maybe even the seventh inning, you have Yanisis Cabrera. So you still have Tim Meza in your back pocket for the tough lefties later on, you know, eighth and ninth inning. So seventh as well, but I love that. Almost exactly even split, whether... Tim Mesa's pitching to Danny Jackson or Alejandro Kirk, so success either way. It's a 1.86 ERA with Kirk in 29 and, and a 0.45 ERA actually with Jansen. I mean, that that J.D. Martinez, that's the only run that Tim Mesa has allowed when pitching to Danny Jansen. But again, no sl- 1.86 ERA when pitching to Alejandro Kirk. I mean, Tim Mesa and Jay Jackson, my hat is off to both of them. This Toronto Blue Jay bullpen is looking really good. It's looking really deep. But I absolutely thought, you know what, let's take a segment today to give some flowers to the performances we've seen so far from those two gentlemen. Now, coming up on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, we'll dive into a really good-looking pitching matchup tonight as the Toronto Blue Jays send Yusei Kikuchi to the mound to take on a really good-looking rookie, Tanner, uh, Tanner Bybee. First, I wanted to mention that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're forced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, whatever it is, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want and how you can navigate life so that you can move forward with confidence and excitement. 
trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values, it's like anything else, right? The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Well, therapy can be helpful for things like learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Now, for the second straight game, the Toronto Blue Jays will throw a lefty at the Cleveland Guardians. And while Monday's lefty was a veteran trying to regain his footing after a long injury layoff, tonight's lefty is just looking to continue his career best season. You say Kikuchi. I'm completely blown away, impressed in a good way with what we've seen from Yusei Kikuchi. I was saying the other day, you know, I don't even think it's enough to say he's so much better than he was in 2022. He's so much better than he's ever been in his career. I mean, he's he's not just better than he's been. He's, he's downright good. At this point, we, we may be getting into he's downright good territory. Kikuchi on the season, 9-3 and three record. His career high for wins was 7. That was in 2021, and he went 7-9 and nine that season. So 9-3, and three, my, my goodness. In 2021, the first half of the season, we saw it was the only other time we saw a good half of, of pitching from Yusei Kikuchi. It was 2021, first half of the season, six and four, 3.48 ERA. It was good enough to be named an all star, but, and everydayers will know, I've talked about this, I've deep dived this as part of my concern with Yusei Kikuchi, is we've seen a good first half from him before 2021. But in that second half of 2021, he went one and five, his ERA was six. I think it was Zach Davies. There's only one pitcher in baseball. I think it was Zach Davies who, who was hit harder than Yusei Kikuchi in the second half of that season. If you take your mind's eye back to 2021, remember the Blue Jays coming down the stretch run. They're trying to catch New York. They're trying to catch Boston for that wild card spot. Well, right there with them was Seattle. Do you remember that? Before Seattle ended up breaking through, making the playoffs in 2022, they had that long playoff drought. Remember that in 2021, Seattle was right there. Well, in September, in the in the midst of the pennant race, they were constantly skipping over Yusei Kikuchi's part in the rotation. So he was an all-star mere months earlier, but he had just fallen flat on his face and was just awful. You know, way more in line, if we're being honest, with what we usually see from Kikuchi being really bad in the second half of that 2021. Well, this season, we saw a good first half. How about what have we seen since the all-star break? He's had four starts since the all-star break. Kikuchi's 2-0 and and the Blue Jays are 3-1. and He's had four starts, 22 innings pitched since the All-Star break, three earned runs allowed. That falling flat on his face that, that happened after the good first half in 2021, it has not been on display, thankfully, in 2023. In fact, quite the opposite. Three earned runs in those 22 innings since the All-Star break, that's a 1.23 ERA. Is that good? Is that going to work? Holy cow. Wow. Wow, you say, Kikuchi. He had 22 home runs. That was amongst the worst in baseball that he allowed before the All-Star break. Now, worth mentioning that I think it was 14 of those 22 were solo home runs, and that, that's been a huge difference, right, for Kikuchi this season is the control. He's pounding the strike zone significantly. His 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 actual pitches themselves, like the, the slider's been, been revamped. It's more like a slider curve-ish, no, slider-ish curve. That's what Kevin Gosman calls it. So some of his pitches have been revamped, absolutely, and that's that, that's been key. But just the how good he's been at pounding the strike zone, absolutely superior to any other time in his career. And that's been leading to his success. And I think it's 14 of those 22 home runs were solo home runs. A, a solo home run, you can get over a solo home run. It's the 
it's the two and three run home run where one or two of those runs were walked were free base runners. And all of a sudden that home run puts crooked numbers on the board just like that. That's the Yusei Kikuchi issue. Last season, that was the Jose Barrios issue, right? We, we saw that with our own eyes. But the since, since the All-Star break and the four starts, Yusei Kikuchi has allowed zero home runs. Nada, nada. Yusei Kikuchi, my goodness. He's since the all-star break as well in all four of his starts, he's lowered his ERA. I mean, is this guy on fire? He made 20 starts for the Blue Jays last season. Blue Jays were six and 14. It was the worst on the team this season. He's made 22 starts. Blue Jays are 15 and seven. It's the best record for a starting pitcher on the Blue Jays. Are you kidding me? Whoops. Sorry. I hit my microphone there. Are you kidding me? You say Kikuchi. I am beyond impressed by this and excited by this. And this will be a road start for Kikuchi. Well, Blue Jays are eight and four in Kikuchi road starts. Really, as I say, walking about half as many batters as he did last season. He's on pace for his lowest walks of his career. That's been just absolutely massive. He's pitched mostly to Danny Jansen, but with Jansen's wrist issue, will will he play back-to-back games? That's a storyline I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. I'm interested to see tonight. And then oddly yet again, we'll point out that the best hitter versus the Blue Jays lefty on the mound is a left-handed hitter. It's Cole Calhoun. Same with yesterday versus Rio. It's Cole Calhoun. Calhoun has the best numbers of any current guardian versus Rio. I mean, same thing versus Kikuchi. Calhoun actually three for eight in his career versus Yusei Kikuchi. The three hits are a double and a pair of home runs. (laughs) So we are going to have to keep an eye on that matchup. Now, the bottom of this Guardians lineup, uh, Miles Straw and catcher Cam Callagher, I don't think we have to worry about something funky happening. You know, if, if you say he's rolling and all of a sudden something funky happens at the bottom of the lineup I, to to derail it, I don't think that's going to happen as these two combined, they're just one for 11 in their career versus Kikuchi. And one more glass half full thing to mention here, but you say Kikuchi, he's had two career starts at Progressive Field in Cleveland. One run on six hits in 14 innings. Each time, each start he's had a progressive field, he's gone seven innings. You could literally make a case that two of the absolute best starts of Yusei Kikuchi's career ever have come in this ballpark. So, man, it is glass half full on top of glass half full tonight for the Toronto Blue Jays and Yusei Kikuchi. Tanner Bybee on the mound, 7-2, and two, the, the rookie 3.14 ERA, certainly in the rookie of the year mix. Guardians have won seven of BB's last 10 starts, and in there are 4-0 at home. Guardians 6-2 and overall, actually, in BB's eight home starts, and he himself at home. My goodness, he's been outstanding. He's 4-1. His ERA is under two at Progressive Field in Cleveland. He's allowed 10 home runs this season, only one at Progressive Field, only one at home. It was Brendan Donovan from St. Louis all the way back on May 27th. Talk about the, the how good B, uh, Bybee's been at home. He's had eight starts at home. The career, uh, sorry, the, the earned runs he's allowed, one, four, one, 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 zero. Is that, I mean, my goodness, my goodness. And the righty, the, the weird thing is he's dominating the lefties, but the righties are hitting him. So Vlad, Springer, Chabby, we're going to look for you guys tonight. Nine of the 10 home runs actually are, have been given up by righties. Lefties hitting just 218 versus versus Bybee with a 578 OPS, while righties hitting 246 with a 744 OPS. Significant difference. 
The rookie runs his four-seam fastball up there, about 95, 96 miles per hour. It's a good pitch. It's the one we'll see the most tonight. And he'll strike you out with that fastball. He'll strike you out with a slider. He'll strike you out with his changeup. Has a pretty nice little pitch mix going for himself there. Now, the curveball can be hit, but of the pitches the Blue Jays will see tonight, I hope they're most ready for that fastball. Be ready to pounce on that fastball and know that that Bybee's fastball is going to be elevated in the strike zone. That can be a problem for a Chapman. Let's see how Vlad handles that. But if they're ready for it, hopefully they'll have a plan of attack how to get to that fastball tonight. Only Blue Jay who's faced Bybee is Paul DeYoung, who's 0 for 2 versus versus uh, the rookie. Remember, we're talking about that uh, Brendan Donovan home run. That's the only home run at home that Bybee's allowed this season. Well, DeYoung was the very next batter, and he popped up, and then he faced Bybee later on uh, in that game and struck out. Good-looking pitching matchup tonight going on at Progressive. Now, coming right up on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, we have Trivia Tuesday. And, of course, I uh, want to remind you that, as always, all of the Toronto Blue Jay action this season is available for you to take in on SiriusXM. Now, first, I wanted to mention that for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check to know that that part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, get the right fit, get the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available to U.S. available, available to U.S. customers only. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Third and final segment on today's episode of the Locked on Blue Jay podcast. And around here on Tuesdays, we like to have some fun with Blue Jay trivia on Tuesdays. So Blue Jays playing the the Cleveland, the Guardians, right? The former Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians. So today's questions will have a Blue Jays and Cleveland theme to them. So I'll ask the six questions. There's six trivia questions today. And then you can press pause if you want to think about your answer. Think about an answer or two. You know, give yourself some time there if you want. And then I'll just press play after because I'll be right there giving the answers. Let's do this week's Trivia Tuesday. Question number one. 1987 was the 24th and final season for this Hall of Fame knuckle, knuckleballer. And in August of 1987, the Blue Jays traded a pair of players to Cleveland for him. Now, the plan was to have his knuckleball for eight innings and then Tom Henke's fastball to close the door. But this pitcher ended up, I mean, he lasted only three starts with the Toronto Blue Jays. 24-year veteran, 1987, Jays pick him up. He's a Hall of Fame knuckleballer. Who am I talking about there? Question number two, in 1991, the Blue Jays again tried to revisit that plan of a knuckleballer for eight innings and then Tom Henke to blow them away in the ninth. And this time it was much more successful, I'll say that. The Blue Jays traded Denny Boucher, Mark Witten, and Glenn Allen Hill to Cleveland during the 1991 season for this knuckleballer. Side note, I wasn't a huge fan of that because I really liked Mark Witten, hard-hitting Mark Witten and Glenn Allen Hill, the Spider-Man. I liked both those guys. They traded them for, and Canadian Denny Boucher for this knuckleballer, and he would make 19 really good starts for the 91 Blue Jays. And, and it was season number eight of 16 overall seasons in the career for this knuckleballer. Who was that pitcher? Question number three, one of the game's most famous sluggers began his career with the Toronto Blue Jays in 1985 and finished his career with the Cleveland then Indians in 1998. And I say famous as his home runs were impressive and often tons of homers, sometimes even hitting them out of the entire ballpark. Started with the Jays in 85, finished with Cleveland in 98. 
Question number four. What left-handed reliever was an all-star for Cleveland in 2019, but became one of the most hated Blue Jays ever after making 11 disastrous appearance after that, after the Blue Jays acquired him in 2021, and that was in a trade with Washington? The hint would be it was traded for catcher Riley Adams, a left-handed reliever, all-star for Cleveland in 2019, but the Jays picked him up in 2021. He pitched 11 games with the Blue Jays, and he's like a four-letter word in the Blue Jay fan base. And that may be literally. We'll get to that in a second here. Question number five is a who am I? Who am I? I had an incredible, albeit improbable, two-out, two-run home run that tied Game 7 of the 2016 World Series in the bottom of the eighth inning for the Cleveland Guardians, then Cleveland Indians, but for Cleveland. That was 2016. Well, in 2011, 2012, and 2013, I was a Toronto Blue Jay, and in total, I stole 125 bases for the Blue Jays over those three seasons. Who am I? And our sixth and final question is another who am I? Who am I? I'm known as the king of the bases loaded. 43 for 88 in my career with the bases loaded, 108 RBIs career with the bases loaded, and OPS over 1,100, well, it was almost 1,200, with the bases loaded. I played a dozen seasons on the MLB level. I was an all-star for Cleveland in 1987, and I was on the 1992 World Champion Toronto Blue Jay team. I worked for the Blue Jay telecast for many years, and you may have noticed that I'm calling the games in this series for the Cleveland broadcast. Who am I? Get that pause. Think about your answers there. And we're back. Okay, question number one, 87, 24th and final season for this Hall of Fame knuckleballer. Did, did you get this one? Phil Negro. Phil Negro. So the plan was to have him throw that knuckleball for eight innings. Then here comes Hanky with his awesome fastball. It's going to look even faster now that you're used to seeing that knuckleball for eight innings. Oh boy, it didn't work out. Nuxy lasted three starts with the Blue Jays. Then the question number two in 91, the Jays revisited. Hey, the Jays went right back to that strategy. But uh, again, no, uh, Pat Gillick and, and, and the crew were, well, it was more successful this time around. I'll say that. But but do you remember who, what, what Cleveland, then Cleveland Indian knuckleballer was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for Denny Boucher, for Glenn Allen Hill, and for hard-hitting Mark Witten? That was Tom Candiotti. Tom Candiotti. Question number three, one of the game's most famous sluggers. And we said, you know, tons of home runs. Sometimes he hits it out of the entire ballpark. That was the clue there because, you know, the big daddy, Cecil Fielder. Yeah, big daddy, Cecil Fielder. That's the, guy, that's the answer we were looking for there. Question number four, what left-handed reliever was an all-star for Cleveland in 2019, but after the Jays acquired him in 2021, he only made 11 appearances with the Blue Jays, and they were all nightmarish. They're all nightmare fuels for Toronto Blue Jay fans. He's hated. I joked. I said he's a four-letter word in Toronto Blue Jay you know, fandom, in Toronto Blue Jay lore. Well, that answer to that is Brad Hand. So ironically there, Hand being the, being the four-letter word as well. But yes, Brad Hand traded to the uh, – traded, uh, sorry, acquired from the Washington Nationals for catcher Riley Adams. And then the last two questions were, who am I? So who am I? I had an incredible, but albeit uh, th that two-run home run in Game 7 of the World Series and from 20, in, in, sorry, the 2016 World Series. In 2011, 12, and 13, tr was a Toronto Blue Jay, stole 125 bases in total over those three years. Did you get this one? Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis. And then the last question, the who am I? King of the bases loaded. Who is the king of the bases loaded? Did you get it right from that? And... Used to do the Blue Jay telecast, now does the Cleveland telecast, and he does that because he was a longtime Blue Jay and a longtime Cleveland. He's, he's got ties in 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 both uh, in both franchises for sure, and that was Pat Tabler. 
Now that's a wrap for Tuesday's Locked On Blue Jays podcast episode. I thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, a reminder that tonight's Kikuchi versus Bybee, uh, uh, sorry, Bybee, oh my gosh, versus Bybee Tilt is on Sirius XM. And for now, keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Locked On MLB. Go Jays, go, and we'll talk tomorrow.